Sometimes your ego just wants to be seen and heard. So you let it out in the closet. This is the Wayward Podcast. Oh, there we go. Hello, everyone. And by everyone, I mean Kim Rhodes and our listeners. Wow, Brianna Buckmaster. Happy Monday. I can say that because that's when this podcast is going to come out. Oh, I was like, how do you know it's Monday? Wait, no, it's Thursday. Yeah. Brianna, I'm confused. Exactly. I'm so confused See? already. I'm scripted. This is going to go great. Yeah. Um. So... Today's episode, Kim and I want to discuss something that you have heard us bring up many, 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 many times. Um, This is something that Kim, I think, I I won't say you introduced it to me, but you definitely um, knew about the topic long before I did. I've only started working on this and working on this in my personal spiritual practice over the last year and a half. And it has changed my life. And so you've heard us talk about it a lot because we've only been doing this podcast for a year. Um, But we wanted to talk about the ego today. So my understanding of the ego before I started to learn about it Mm -hmm. was that the ego is, uh, is only an inflated ego. Meaning when we talk about ego, we talk about people who are overly confident, who are who seem proud. Self seems like a like a like a even more like so a character than, defect. Yeah, like defect. overly overly proud, proud um self-centered. Mm-hmm. Self-centered more. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I used to think of when people talked about the ego. We must get rid of our ego. We must nobody. He's egotistical, you yeah. know? And I was always like, oh, the ego is bad. It's bad. And now I know that it isn't. So what is your, how did you start learning about what the ego is? I don't know. So this is, the the ego is kind of a catchphrase Mm -hmm. for Mm self-will. Like I have to, we may be getting into very spiritual conversations here, which Mm -hmm. is interesting considering the fact that we're talking, to me, the ego is the flip side of the spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. Ego is... My belief in control, my illusion of power, and my need for the outsides to reflect my inside um, or define my inside. So for me, my ego is definitely self-will and often a lack of acceptance. Mm-hmm. It's it's resistance. My ego is resistance yes. in both how I define myself and how I relate to the rest of the world. Whereas when I am in acceptance and when I am aligned with my concept of a higher power and mm-hmm. spirituality, my ego is just a passenger. Um, it's something that gets to learn. It might color my worldview a little bit, but mostly acceptance love, uh, awareness, and aligning, surrendering myself, my will, and aligning what is there of my will with a higher power um, results in me not worrying so much. Like, ego is basically fear for me. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, when I started um, really investigating that, how I think of ego and how I think of uh, attempting to master my ego 
is to think of it as, and we've talked about this, is I think of it as a small temperamental me. (laughs) I think of it as me, as a child that's needing to be heard or needing to feel safe. And in order to do that, it stomps its feet, it cries wolf, it um, gets really fucking angry. It does all of these things that me and my current spirit and state don't actually feel the need to do. But when my ego gets loud, meaning the little, you know, child, Brianna, um, it does all of those things. And then therefore I do all those things. I get scared. I get angry. Um, I feel left out. I feel um, unheard, unseen. So I like to think when I picture and I have to visually picture my ego, that's what helps me. Um, is I picture a little girl that is like literally looking up at my face, just being like, don't do that thing. It's going to kill you or it's going to hurt you. Um, or that person is awful and they're thinking these things about you, saying these things about you. So a hallmark I hear you bringing up and I want to solidify it is when I take something personally, it's probably my ego that's receiving it. Because the facts are, this actually has nothing to do, whatever it is, if it has my name and picture and is addressed to me, it Mm -hmm. is still not about me, Mm -hmm. either good or bad. Yeah. Like, good reviews have nothing to do with me. They have to do with how that person saw the thing that I was involved with. Bad reviews and people who have things they want to scream about what a cunt I am, Mm -hmm. again, nothing to do with me. It has to do with how they see the world and what I represent. But when I take it personally, Mm -hmm. when I try to change it so I feel better, when I try to stomp my feet so that it's different, when I don't accept it for simply what it is, that's a big signal for me that my ego is in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. Because when I make it all about me, that's me taking it personally. Well, there's two things that can happen. Is like, say somebody comes up to you and goes, I'm fucking mad because you did this fucking thing, right? Which doesn't happen very often. But uh, say somebody did that, my ego would do two things. It would go, oh my God, you are a small person. You need to run and hide. Mm-hmm. Or it would go, you tell that person to go fuck themselves. And I don't think either of them are correct. Either of them are not me at spirit. Yeah. Um, me at spirit is to go, that person is feeling very upset right now. And you being, at, you know, this is just me. You being at one with that person, you need to have compassion and see where they're coming from and see what you can do to help them. Because we can't move through this earth thinking that we are all separate from each other. That's my belief. Yeah. Um. So m- me at spirit goes, okay, how can I, what can I do to feel more aligned with this person. But my ego wants to go two routes. It wants to go anger or fear. Fight or flight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Totally. And you just brought up another, I think, really good indicator of ego and the voice. The ego also says, I am solitary. Yeah. That actually... I we are not duality. All yeah, there is not a connection. We are not the same. I am all that is, mm-hmm. and therefore, if you are able to affect me, I need to change you, and I have the right to change you so that you affect me in a way that feels good to me, mm-hmm. as opposed to wow, I'm uncomfortable right now. 
how can we connect more? Mm-hmm. How can we connect instead of, you know, like, I think the ego is the hammer that turns the whole world into a bunch of nails, right? Yeah. Where it's like, I'm going to, if I'm threatened by you, the most dangerous thing to my ego is to try to understand you. Yeah. Or at least have compassion for you. There are definitely viewpoints in this world right now that are very loud and very scared that I cannot understand. However, I can still have compassion for them. Yes. And that's, but my ego wants to be like, oh, if you don't understand them and they're scary, then fuck them. They should be silenced and ground down into the dirt. Exactly, yeah. And that ultimately doesn't serve me because I can't do that. All it does, and we had a discussion about this earlier, is it just adds fuel to the fire to me. Is like any time where I go, their ego is loud, and my ego is telling me that if I don't be louder than them, I will be overcome. Yeah. I will be defeated. It's my job, and that is my practice right now, is to go, you are safe. And we've talked about this before. I have this conversation yes. with this little girl where I go, okay. I hear you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I think an ego is not to be overcome. An ego is to be mastered. We talk about mastering the ego all the time. It is to make sure that you guys are working together in in a in a way that makes you feel more at one with others, which is not. But the ego wants to separate them because they're just constantly working in fear. Well, yes. Yeah. And that's its job. Like mm-hmm. if I'm walking through the v- veldt and mm-hmm. I see a thing on the ground and I hear a hiss, I damn well better immediately be like, jump the fuck out of the way. Yeah. But the problem is, if I'm walking down the same path. And I see a stick and I hear a noise, I'm still going to jump out of the way. And that's when I have to be like, hey, ego, this is not scary. Now, here's the— You are safe. The bummer of the ego. And this is a great example that I heard on uh, Oprah's podcast is that Eckhart Tolle, who Mm -hmm. we've talked about a lot, um, he does a lot of studies on the ego. And he is, you know, for all, you know— you know, no better frame of the the word egoless. And Oprah has this great example of when, you know, she has this book club and when she calls every author and is like, I, you know, congratulations, you're our book of the month. And people freak out because it means they're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales yep, and people are yes. going to become famous. And she called Eckhart Tolle and was like, you are going to be our book of the month. And he went, oh, well, that's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I've heard this podcast. And then Oprah in turn went, oh, why why isn't he getting excited? So then her ego actually got bruised. And we don't think of Oprah as being a terribly egotistical person. Um, So that's the fascinating thing about ego, which is the bummer. It was the thing. It was like the last hurrah for me when I realized that I had to let this go, which was the great thing about ego is that it does allow you to celebrate wins at such an insane, high, oh, God. blood, oh, it's like heart pumping level. Oh. When you when you book that part, when you lose that weight, when you kiss that boy or girl, it is fireworks and your ego is so full and you feel whole and then what happens immediately? 
and it is like a drug. It literally is like a drug. And so all you're doing is then desperately seeking the next hit. And mastering your ego is your willingness to not accept those highs and lows as ego fillers. Well, you accept them. You are allowed to celebrate your successes, but you don't accept them as as ego fillers. Well, they they it's my ego really feeds on what does this mean? Yeah. And so those highs can be high. Mm. That can be a lovely moment of a win, but my ego then spins it into a fucking Emmy win. Mm-hmm. My ego oh, then yeah. spins it into a house in Malibu. Right. My ego then <laughs> spins it into anyone who ever said anything mean about oh, me hilarious. can yes. suck it. Fuck yeah. you. My ego is just my imagination in that mm-hmm. case, right? Preventing me from actually, the irony is, it's preventing me from actually enjoying, enjoying the real moment because it has now taken this moment and spun it into five billion different things that only exist in my imagination. Because the ego is, like we said, just fear. Yeah. And so what it's doing is it's trying to heighten your success into such a massive success, it thinks it will last longer. Yes. Or, and you and you will be safe. And you'll be this safe longer. This is exactly what will prevent you from ever dying in a ditch, Kim. Yeah. Yay. That Emmy Award will keep you living for eternity. You can eat it in tiny little bites. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was the real bummer is like the realization that to master your ego, which is really the spiritual goal, attainment. Yeah. It's really the spiritual goal goal or attainment, um, but it really means living evenly. Mm-hmm. And, and that doesn't sound fun. No, <laughs> I know, especially when you're used to, like, emotional mania. Yeah. Um, the other thing for me, like, I very much, uh, my drug of choice for a long time was controlling other people. Hmm. And oh, that's the idea that somehow you could define a me that would make me palatable to myself, that would make me lovable to myself. So my ego, and I see, you see this, when you think of people who are egotistical, you think they are overly cocky or they love themselves too much mm-hmm. or they're arrogant. And the opposite is actually true. It's I'm trying to be someone that you will love and reflect that love back to me so I actually can feel loved because I don't feel any of it in myself. We talk about inflated ego all the time. People who have inflated egos never actually come across as actually loving themselves. Yeah, it's and it's not inflated. It's actually deflated. It's the fear of I have to be somebody I'm not. And when I am able to let go of my ego— that is telling me I'm not who I need to be. I'm not who I need to be. If I just get this, then I'll be who I need to be. The the beautiful process is when I'm willing to let go of those high highs and the lows lows, what I end up actually riding is serenity mm. and being at peace with myself. Like no matter wh- how good or bad, white or black, yes or no, my ego made me feel it was always at war. I was always winning or losing. I was always hurting or feeling brilliant. I was always loving or hating. I was always, you know, and letting go of that is the only way where 
there is just peace. Mm-hmm. I can be in pain and still be at peace. Mm-hmm. I can be in joy and still be at peace. But the peace will only come when I take that voice that says, you are not who you need to be and you have to be this and you're not safe. Yeah. The ego says you're not safe. And I go, okay, I hear you. I know that you don't feel safe right now, but you're not actually able to define me anymore. Mm. My higher power defines me. Mm-hmm. And my higher power says I am safe. You are. You know, and ironically also says, and you're going to die someday. Yeah. That's the beauty so, of it. Why are you it's why like are you worried? Coming coming to yeah, that's another thing Eckhart Tolle always talks about is his zero lack of fear of death. What was it? Were you in the car when Jason Mance, when I made that comment, like, the last polar bear doesn't know it's the last polar bear, and we will all die someday. <laughs> what did you do? And I said it like as a way to like as an as a happy thought. Yeah. And he just started to laugh and he put his arm around me and like kissed me on the side of my head. He goes, I love that you think that's a cheery thought. <laughs> <laughs> the last polar bear doesn't know oh. it's the last polar bear. It's just gonna die like yeah. all of us. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, oh Kim. Oh such a little ray of pitch that's... black. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, because we will all die. Um, And that's what the ego wants to prevent, right? The ego Uh, wants to be important enough so that the facts of reality will never touch me. Oh, ego, id, super ego. Oh, yeah, what do those mean? See, this is the I was trying to bring that up. No, let me, where's your phone? Should we, hold on a second. Let's get some hold music while we step away and do some research. Do some scientific research, because... We've been using this word not in the way it actually should be used. So hold on. We're going to do some research. We'll be right back. Okay, it's been found. Okay, I'm reading from Wikipedia. The id, ego, and superego are the three distinct interacting agents in the psychic apparatus defined in Sigmund Freud's structural model of the psyche. The three agents are theoretical constructs that describe the activities and interactions of the mental life of a person. In the ego psychology model of the psyche, the id is the set of uncoordinated instinctual desires. The superego plays the critical and moralizing role, and the ego is the organized, realistic agent that meditates between the instinctual desires of the id and the critical superego. Good fucking Lord. What does... I don't... So many big words. That's a lot. Of, that's not it. Should all. I look in the Urban Dictionary? No, right? Yeah. Kidding. Look up a different... So what would... Wow. Oh. Um, that's not at all how we've been using it. I would... My apologies well, to we've all been using Freudian it as, yeah, exactly. psychiatrists who are out there going, I'm going to stab them both in the face when I see them. Um, I'm trying to look for another example. Um, I'm like I'm wondering if what we've been saying is ego is actually the id, which is everything's scary. I should eat it or fuck it or run away from it, but not really because it's also identity. Maybe the fuck does like ego id mean? instincts, ego reality, super ego morality, and they have pictures of the id is the devil, the ego is like a warrior or a champion. And the superego is an angel. So that's a little on cool. the nose. Huh. That's a lot of 
We didn't. Okay. So, what well, the fuck we've are learned we t- nothing from that except for there's more information on the internet. Okay, hold on a second. Let me go get my book and see if I have oh. a definition of it, of what we're talking about more. All right, we're back. I couldn't find what I was actually looking for. She looked really long and hard. I did. Though. I looked really hard. But the 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 closet heated up. I had to open it. Uh, my brain hurt. But I think the succinct way of saying it actually is we were using it correctly. Yeah. Um, which is my concept of me, my definition of who I am within my ego. Mm. And when the ego starts getting out of control is when I start defining myself when I when I let the when I let the machine run the machine. When the ego starts the self-perpetuating process of defining itself mm-hmm. as opposed to allowing facts and experiences and truth mm-hmm. to or define the lack of truth. Yes. Yeah. So allowing truth and what is to define me, my ego, mm-hmm. as opposed to allowing my ego's wants and fears to define itself and coloring the world that way. Yeah, because your ego is created throughout your lifetime. Usually, I imagine, through trauma, experience of traumas or traumatic experiences. Or or, or pleasant things. Like, yeah. or yes, yes, you yes, yes. are good enough. You're right. You you're are right. worthy. Because, because a healthy ego, this is the other thing, you know, a healthy ego is required. We were talking just today about somebody we both admire who spoke to the head of a network mm-hmm. and believed she had a valid voice mm-hmm. to express her feelings. Mm-hmm. And that is a healthy ego. She didn't make him to blame for her feelings. Mm-hmm. She didn't feel that she needed to attack or change the situations, but having an ego that is healthy enough to say, yeah, you have value. You are of worth. You deserve to be heard. Yeah, exactly. Is important. And also just knowing that without um, seeking proof of that. Yes. Without uh, that is the practice. That was see, that was old me. I needed you to tell me that because I didn't believe it. Yes. So I would try to suck it out from you. Yeah. I would try to create grandeur and, you know, I convinced myself that I was, you know, this and this and this and this and I needed to be this because that's who I was. And really, I think that's partially of who I am. I recognize I'm a big personality. I have a large energy. I've always been told that. But um, I think that being told that created this idea of who I am, which was something that I wasn't growing into. So I started to perpetuate it and then also went through some stuff where I feel like I needed it when it wasn't there and I would work really hard to get it. Um, and now I feel like I can be seen and heard by doing nothing. You know what? I think there's a difference between needing it and being it. Yeah. I just, I am me. Mm-hmm. And... The idea that I am me as opposed to I am a bunch of adjectives mm-hmm. and needs and fears and wants and experiences. No, those are all intellectual colors mm-hmm. that I put on the simple fact of of letting yourself me. be enough. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. not needing or seeking. Just going wherever I'm at today is good. Yeah. Even if it's hard, 
even if it feels uncomfortable, it's still really good. So I guess when I say I fight my ego, I would like to do a do-over. Mm-hmm. I would say instead my goal is to align my ego mm. with truth. And well, the truth is I am me yeah. and I'm enough. And I'm enough. Uh, my practice right now is to witness my ego, is to, and I feel like I'm getting to a point, especially in the last little while, of really mastering it. Um, not all the time, but a few times where I've gone, oh, I would have, the old me would have done something different mm-hmm. here. Um, but what I'm really able to do now is very quickly when a negative emotion or experience arises, and I start to feel something go off kilter, I very quickly can go, oh, I see what's happening. And occasionally, I will let myself spiral. I'll go, okay, if that's what you feel you need to do today, you get today, right? But um, I'm able to spot it, which before I was not. I'm able to go, this is not me. This is my ego. This is stuff going, I have started, this really cool thing has started happening with me because I'm able to spot it now too mm-hmm. um, because you, I'm very verbal. I love writing. I love it. I love Twitter. Yes. I love email. Yeah. I, love, I love all of this. And um, I'm starting to not be able to complete a tweet or a text or a, like I'll erase words and be like, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. And if I can do that a couple of times and go, wait a minute. Why are you sending that? If you're sending that so that they, whatever the end of the sentence is, it's your ego that wants to send it. Yeah, that's right. If you're great. sending out a piece of communication already attached to the response it gets, don't send it. Mm-hmm. Or send it and know you're probably not going to, because every single time when I started noticing that mm-hmm. and being like, I'm just going to mangle this into reality anyway because it needs to be said and I will send it out. And then when I don't get the response I want, I'm fucking crushed. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm on, I'm looking for it. I'm like, did the person that I subtweeted see it? Did they, did they, Jesus. what is it? Have I managed to rally the Jews? Have I, and I'm like, wow, you completely did that to yourself. Yeah. Was that fun? Did you enjoy that? I don't think that's foreign. I think it's a lot of people not. do that. Oh. It's awful. It's it is exhausting. So though. that's a big that's a big note to that's myself. Great. Now when I can't come up with the right words, it's because what I'm looking for are words to make that person do a thing. Yeah. To seek a certain Which means I'm reaction. feeding my ego. Yeah. Yeah. I have a girlfriend that um do you know when you text somebody um and you text them something and it's kind of the end, but then you go Sounds good. Smiley face. Thumbs up. Any of those responses. She doesn't do that. Oh. (laughs) So she doesn't. She'll just go, information has been traded. That's the end. Am I the girl? I'm right here. You can tell me. You can tell me. No, 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 no. I learned from you to give a button. Like, react to the last one. Exactly. Yeah. No, and I have a girlfriend that doesn't do that. And so she famously gets a lot of people going, you didn't respond. And she's like, no, I didn't, it didn't need a response. Yeah. It was done. What? We traded information. But it was just like, she's so funny. It happens all the time. And she doesn't adjust. She's like, no, that's your stuff, man. Yeah. You're taking this personal. Yeah, exactly. No. And it's not personal. Um, Yeah. Social media and text messaging is weird. Isn't it 
fun, though, when you start to recognize your own ego, the high signs that you get from other people's egos. When you see somebody who's just completely wrestling with it, like it's a big snake wrapped around their face. And and I really feel like it's like this, like, when you do start, just start the beginnings of mastering your ego— it open. It's like you're on another level. It's like you're you've completely changed dimensions, and suddenly you can see everybody's demons. <laughs> you know, we were just talking about this, but it's suddenly you go, okay, this is what that person's ooh, wrestling with. That's yeah, what, ooh, and suddenly got, it's like uh, moving through the world is so much easier. And it's so it's also awesome because in my in my old ways of trying to control and manage everybody, I also was a super judgy bitch. Super judgy. Like, your job is to serve me. Because usually when we're managing people, we're really serving ourselves. Yes. I was very, like, bless my little heart. All of us, yeah. how I knew to get what I thought I needed, right? And so it's very interesting that now that I am able to recognize the demons that people are struggling with more often, I'm actually much less judgmental and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to the point where people get angry with me of like, aren't you going to speak out against this douchewad over here? Yeah. I'm like, hey, douchewad's just doing him. Like, or the worst slash best one is like, what are you, why aren't you helping me with this? It's because that serves you nothing Yeah, because that won't actually help you. Yeah, well, And also because I, I see you accomplishing this Mm -hmm. because you're going to be, because you're fine. Yeah. If you were genuinely drowning, I would pull you out and give you mouth to mouth. Yeah. You're not, you're just scared. Yeah. And I know, I know on the other side of this fear and discomfort is the amazing human being I already see in you. Yeah. So come on. Yeah. Get it. You got this. Get it. You got it. Yeah, so the best thing we can do for the ones we love is to allow them to discover, witness, master their own egos. That is the only way to move through this world with each other. Um, God, I feel like we could talk about this forever, and we probably will, sprinkled through every podcast episode we've ever and will yeah. ever record. But I'm glad we gave it. I'm glad we gave it its own day in the sun absolutely there you go there ego. you go ego i hope you like that one <laughs> all right i love you kim Rhodes. i love you brianna buckmaster 